If you want to start a sustainable fashion brand that isn't just a hobby and makes revenue, specifically at least $20,000 upon launching, then listen up. Join the slow fashion revolution with Recloseted Radio. As the number one podcast for fashion entrepreneurs with a conscience, we're here to help you reach new heights. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted, and I'm on a mission to share my insider knowledge and strategies for launching a successful sustainable brand, growing your existing slow fashion business, and making your brand more environmentally friendly. I also invite industry experts to share their stories and insights too. So subscribe and let's get to work on transforming the harmful fashion industry. If you're ready to start a sustainable fashion brand that makes a minimum of $20,000 upon launching, then make sure you sign up and join my free Launcher Fashion Line Masterclass. At this masterclass, I'm going to teach you how to fund your brand even if you have zero dollars. Next, we're going to discuss how you can create high-quality, beautiful products even with no fashion experience. Then I'm going to share my process to source sustainable materials and ethical manufacturers. And we're also going to discuss the exact roadmap to build a community of customers that are eager to purchase at launch. This is all going to be really helpful topics for you. And you're also going to be getting my exclusive insider info that you will not get anywhere else. We are already 50% at capacity, so make sure you sign up now. The link to do so is www.recloseted.com masterclass. The link will also be in the show notes for you. And also a quick PSA, I am not going to be recording this masterclass, so make sure you sign up for a time slot that you can actually show up and attend live because I am going to be sharing a wealth of exclusive insider information that is not really available anywhere else. Make sure you attend the masterclass, sign up for the best time slot for you. And I would also recommend showing up at least five to 10 minutes earlier to ensure you get in because the tech platform has a limit. I want to make sure if you're interested and this is the year you're going to start your brand, you get in so that I can support you. Let's discuss how you can actually start a sustainable fashion brand that isn't just a hobby, but actually a business that makes you at least $20,000 upon launching. There's going to be six main things I'm going to walk you through. And first and foremost, we're going to kick things off with mindset. I'm going to be a little bit blunt here. I hope you don't mind. If you want to build a brand that is viable and you want to build a brand that can actually sustain you and your family and the employees that you're going to employ in the future, then you need to start treating this as a business and you must stop treating this like a hobby, an idea, or a side hustle. Even if you're doing this as a side hustle or a hobby to begin with, that's fine, but we want to eventually move you into the mindset of thinking and acting like this is a business. Now, don't get me wrong, this doesn't mean that as you're building your brand, you can't enjoy it. It can still be something that sparks joy and still be something that you view as a hobby, but you want to make your brand something that people that you don't even know buy from, aka strangers, right? And you also want to make sure that you're putting out intentional, high-quality pieces and you're making enough revenue not just to cover your costs, but also to pay yourself, a potential future team, living wages to your garment workers, and you have profit or money left over at the end of the day. If this is the type of vision you have for your brand, then you need to start treating it like a business because that's essentially what you're trying to build. So you need to take it seriously. 
And as I'm saying this, if this is bringing up feelings of, oh, that's not for me, or I don't really resonate with that, I just want to continue to make this a hobby, that's fine. But at the same time, dig deeper to see if there's any limiting beliefs, mindset issues, or self-sabotage happening. And I would really encourage you to journal about it. Something that's been really helpful for me is to write down my really big out there goals and just write them down. Don't judge yourself. Let them come to surface and then actually let it sink in and see what comes up for you. A lot of the times our limiting beliefs will actually come to the surface once we dream really big and then all of a sudden our minds are trying to hold us back, we are trying to keep ourselves safe and so all this stuff comes up. If this is happening to you right now, I would encourage you to sit with it, think through it, and see how you can work through it because at the end of the day, I want you to be as successful as possible. We need more conscious choices in the world and we need more brands that are actually going to be successful. With that being said, though, if you do a deep dive and you realize that you don't really want to have a full-fledged business, you're kind of happy with your life as is, and you want a hobby or you want something to do on the side, then I would potentially suggest doing something else. I really feel like starting a sustainable fashion brand is a lot of work. It's also very capital intensive. So if you just want something fun to do on the side and you want to make an impact, then maybe look at other avenues. I'm not necessarily telling you not to do it, but my point of view, it's a lot of work, it's a lot of money, it's also a lot of time, and I feel like if you're going to invest all of that into your hobby or your side hustle, if you will, I really feel like you should get something out of it and you should definitely make revenue and you should be able to pay yourself from it. That's just my point of view, but yeah, I really think that you should work through this and first and foremost, if you are really wanting to start a sustainable fashion brand that is profitable and is sustainable in the long term, both from an environmental perspective, but also from a revenue perspective, then you need to get your mindset straight. You need to treat this like a business, not like a hobby, and you need to act accordingly. Now that we have discussed your mindset and you're going to be treating your brand as a business, the next thing is to make sure that you are constantly taking a customer first approach. If you are not new to our content, you have listened to other podcast episodes and or watched our YouTube videos, then you have heard me talk about this over and over again, but it's because it's so important and it is a rookie mistake I commonly see startup slow fashion founders making. If you haven't heard of this before, please listen up. And if you have heard of this before, I would still listen because it is still very, very important and I want to make sure this is ingrained in your brains. Essentially, the worst case scenario or the nightmare situation I commonly say is that you launch your brand, you spend half a year or a year or years creating the products and you think that because you want something or your friends want something or your family wants something, then everyone else will want it too. You don't eat the product and instead you move straight into designing it, you move straight into sourcing materials, finding a manufacturer. You order the materials, you pay your manufacturers, and it ends up being tens of thousands of dollars, but you fork over that cash because you know that you need to invest in your business and you just cross your finger, pray this works. And then when you launch, unfortunately, there's inevitably crickets and no one buys anything. And now all your money is tied up in inventory. This happens more often than not. And I don't want this to happen to you, which is why I talk so much about this customer first approach. But it's essentially what it sounds like. You're going to be putting your customers first throughout this entire process. 
And it's not just for your launch. This is for your business moving forward. If you want to build a viable, sustainable business that is, again, sustainable, not just for the environment, but also for your wallet and your business bank account, then you need to take a customer first approach. What that means is that you're not going to make product for the sake of making product. Because I think we can all agree that there's already so many jackets, so many sweaters, pants, etc. in the world, and we don't need more of that. If you want to stand out and you want to sell out upon launching, then your pieces need to be unique. They need to solve a problem and they need to add value to someone's life. And the way you do that and the way you figure out what products to make is by taking that customer first approach. And here's what that looks like. First of all, we always get our clients to identify their ideal customer. Figure out who you want to help and serve with your brand. Be strategic with this because this needs to be someone that you are passionate about helping because you're going to be thinking about them all the time. You're going to be constantly designing for them, trying to reach them, etc., etc. Think about who you genuinely want to help. And then once you've identified who they are, you then want to get to know them and you want to figure out what problems they are dealing with. And you want to figure out problems just in a general life perspective, but also when it comes to their wardrobe and their clothing. And it may sound a little superficial or unnecessary because you're like, oh, it's just clothes. Like, what does it matter? But we all wear clothes every single day. Our clothing is typically on our skin for hours and hours on end. And you would be surprised with some of the things that you can drum up when it comes to clothing and how you can add value to people's lives. I always tell our clients to stay curious during this entire process especially during the problem identification period, because this is where you're going to figure out how you can actually create a product that potentially isn't even out there and people really, really need. And that's how when you launch, you sell out because people are like, oh my gosh, I've never seen something like this before. It solves a problem. I can see exactly how it adds value to my life. Here's my credit card because I'm going to order. Right. That's how you build a business that sells out upon launching and how you make a minimum of 20K. You need to figure out the problem. And then what you're going to do and what I get my clients to do is to co-create a solution with your ideal customer. It is not enough just for you to then go back into your office and try to figure out how to solve the problem. While that's important, you also want to make sure that you aren't just brainstorming by yourself. You want to make sure that you're validating your solution with your ideal customer because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going to be buying it, using it, and hopefully benefiting from it. You should, of course, get their feedback and see if this is actually something they would find valuable and actually something they would buy. And once you have come up with something that your ideal customers are just clamoring to get and they're so excited and they're asking you when you're going to release it, then and only then do you produce it. This is the exact framework and the exact formula that we walk through with our clients in our Launch Your Brand course. I will have more information about LYB down below, but if you are interested in launching a brand that makes a minimum of 20K and you want my proven strategies and my support to help you get there, make sure you check out LYB. The link to do so is becloseted.com slash LYB. Link will be in the show notes, but Yeah, stay tuned because doors are going to be opening for enrollment in a few weeks, which is super exciting, and I would love to potentially work together. 
After you take that customer-first approach, the next step is to really ensure that you are producing high-quality, intentional products. We have talked about the intentionality behind your products, solving a problem, co-creating a solution, making sure that it adds value to your ideal customer's life. But the flip side is making sure that they're very high quality as well. If you're starting a slow fashion brand or an intentional fashion brand, you want to make sure that you're choosing the best materials, you're paying your garment workers a living wage, all that good stuff. And quality is so important because your first launch is really going to set the tone for your future collections. And if people are really disappointed with the quality in your first collection, they're probably not going to buy from you again. We want to make sure you knock this first collection out of the park. That way, when you launch collections in the future, you will have repeat customers. And also, you can take advantage of word of mouth marketing or referrals because People will tell their friends, their family members. People will probably ask too and say like, that sweater looks amazing. It looks so high quality. Where'd you get it? Really make sure you are releasing high quality intentional pieces. And the other thing I always talk about too on our platforms is that for your first launch collection, I only recommend you launch with one to two products. That's it. And if you have an idea for a 5 or a 10 or 15 or a 20 piece collection, that's totally fine. You can do it in the future, just not for your first collection. As a startup brand, you likely have limited time, limited resources, and limited budget. And so I would much rather you dedicate all of that into one to two products, make sure it is amazing, you knock it out of the park, versus spreading yourself thin across 5 or 10 pieces. And don't forget, just because you don't launch it this first round, you can definitely save it and launch it later. But if you go out with a bang and kind of fizzle out, then that might be the only collection you ever do. I always tell your clients just to do one to two products. And I talk about that all the time on our platforms as well. If you're a longtime listener, you'll know this, but that is very, very important. And the next thing I wanted to talk about is our launch model. This is how we ensure that our clients make a minimum of 20K when they launch. We do all the groundwork. We have the right mindset. We take a customer-first approach. We're very, very intentional. We produce high-quality pieces. But when it actually comes time to launch, we need to be really strategic with it. And I walk our clients through the launch model and the LYB course, and I don't mind giving you a high-level overview right now. There's four phases in the launch model. The first phase is the build community phase. And this is the phase where you're really going to build up a community of your ideal customers. Because if you haven't built up your community in advance, then when you launch, it is probably just going to be your friends and your family members that are going to be buying from you. And that is not the sign of a viable, sustainable business. That is the sign of a hobby, right? And we're not trying to build a hobby. We're trying to build a business. As such, you need to take at least six months to build up your community. And if you can do more, that's amazing. But we always tell our clients to do a minimum of six months. If you can do eight months or nine months or even a year, that would be great because the more people you have in your community, the more sales you are going to have at the end of the day. And so what we always recommend to our clients too is to leverage one social media platform and pair it with email marketing. As a startup brand with limited time, resources, and budget, if you try to be on every social media platform under the sun, like Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and YouTube and do a podcast, you are going to be spread so thin. 
And in order to grow those platforms, you actually have to be very intentional with your content strategy. You need to be consistent. And that's a lot of work. I would much rather you put all your eggs in one basket, pick one platform, grow it, get the sales you need, and then hire people to help you do that and then be on more platforms. The other thing too is when choosing your one social media platform, you must be strategic and choose a platform that your ideal customer is regularly on and they use. There is no point wasting your limited time and your limited resources and budgets if they don't even see the content. As an example, if I was starting a sustainable wedding dress company, I would probably choose Pinterest as my platform and I probably wouldn't choose LinkedIn. Right. So it really is about where you think your ideal customer is actively being and then going all out on that platform so that you can reach them and grow a platform and a community that actually consists of your ideal customer. That is also key. We don't just want vanity metrics like it's great to have a thousand followers when you launch. But if everyone in that community is just your friends, your family members and people that aren't really your ideal customers and won't really get the product then there's no point. So you really want to make sure that everyone in your community or the majority in your community at the very least are your ideal customers. That's the first phase. You want to take at least six months, if not more, to build up your community. And then one month before your launch, you're going to do a pre-launch phase. I always get our clients to do this. And this is consistent of building up buzz and warming up your audience. Because up until this point, you have done a lot of traffic generation activities. You've been trying to get people to join your community. But now we need to start to warm them up so that when you actually launch, they are nurtured and they will actually convert. And then when it comes to your launch, you are not going to launch and then have your products available to purchase indefinitely after that. One thing that I always get our clients to do in the Launch Your Brand course is I get them to do pre-sales for their first launch because you don't really know what your demand is going to be yet. And I don't want you to be in the situation that I outlined earlier where all of your money is tied up in unsold inventory. That is such a nightmare. Instead, we're going to execute a pre-sales model, which essentially means your customers will prepay you, you will receive the order, and then you can go and execute and fulfill it. That is what I always recommend. And as such, executing pre-sales can be really difficult. We walk our clients through that in LYB. But what we end up doing high level is doing a two-week launch period and telling people that they can only purchase during those two weeks. And this is very strategically done on our part for two reasons. First of all, from a fulfillment perspective, this makes your life a lot easier Because you are not just going to your mill and to your manufacturer every week and saying, oh, hey, we got an order for two sweaters or we got an order for three pairs of pants. Instead, you can collect all the orders during the two weeks and go to them with a bigger order. The second piece why I like this is because it also invokes time urgency for your customers. Think about it. If you can buy something whenever, then people are probably going to put it off which means they'll probably forget about it, which means that they will probably never actually buy it. Whereas if someone knows that they only have two weeks to check out and buy, then they will prioritize it and they will actually convert and check out. So this is really strategic on our part. We help our clients execute it. But again, like a two-week launch window is highly recommended if you're going to be doing pre-sales and also just for your first launch to really have that time urgency. And then the final phase in the launch model is fulfillment. 
So after you have collected all of the orders over the two-week period, you are then going to fulfill it, you're going to get it produced, and then you're going to ship it out to your customers. And that's the magical launch model that I get our clients to follow in LYB. This launch model works because, like I mentioned, we take time to build up your community. So there's a community of your ideal customers already primed and ready to buy from you. And then we warm them up at least one month in advance so that we nurture them and then they are ready to convert as well. We launch over a two-week period. This is, again, strategic to help you execute your pre-sales but also invokes time urgency with your customers. And then last but not least, you go and you fulfill. And this is also great because at every single phase of this launch model, you can concentrate on the task at hand and you don't have to be overwhelmed trying to fulfill orders, ship orders, and also try to drum up sales and execute this launch. That's really, really hectic. This launch model is what we get our clients to follow in LYB and it just makes it so much easier. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to how you can start a sustainable fashion brand that successfully makes 20k upon launching is having a very intentional launch strategy. We just walked through the launch model that is going to be part of your strategy. But the other big piece that I always say to our clients is that you need to set your goal. And in this case, if your goal is $20,000 or, you know, if your goal is higher than that, that's fine too. But set your goal and then you need to work backwards and make a plan so that you know exactly how you're going to get there. If you just set your goal but you have no idea how you're going to achieve it, then spoiler alert, you're probably not going to achieve it, right? And the other thing too is that launches can be very emotional and extremely stressful, especially if this is your first ever launch. So you want to try to make it as logical as possible. This means that you're going to measure every single metric so that during your launch, you know what things are on track, what things might be off track, and how you can course correct and fix it. If you don't, and inevitably your launch is not going to go exactly to plan because when does life ever go exactly to plan? And when hiccups arise, you're going to likely just be stressed and overwhelmed and you're not going to be able to act in your most logical manner. So it's really important to have a plan and work backwards. And in LYB, I always get our clients to do a few things. The first thing is to set up their launch targets. You want to know what traffic you need to hit, what conversion rates you need to hit, and what sales activities and sale levers that you can leverage so that you can reach your 20K goal or whatever your goal ends up being. So you want to set up a spreadsheet and figure all that out so that when it comes to your launch, you know exactly what's going on if you're not meeting your sales goals. Just to show you how important this is, in the LYB course, we have a launch target spreadsheet where all of this is already mapped out and all our clients need to do is just plop in their financial goal and it will spit out how much traffic they need, the conversion rates, the sales activities, et cetera, et cetera. And so our client did that. She went through it. And then when it came time to her launch, a few days into her launch, she realized that she was behind on her sales targets. So she went into her spreadsheet to really take a look at what was going on. And what she realized was that she was getting enough traffic because she had inevitably been building up her community for eight plus months, which is amazing. But her conversion rate wasn't where it needed to be. So we have recommendations on how you can increase each of those metrics in our course. And she implemented the suggestions and she was able to get back on track. But imagine if she didn't have that. 
And imagine if her goal was just to make $20,000, but she had no idea in her mind how she was going to get there. She likely would not have been able to figure out it was her conversion rate, and then likely she would not have been able to course correct. And then as a result, she probably would not have hit her goal. So it's really important to set up your targets and set up your roadmap so you know exactly how you're going to get there. The other items we always get our clients in LYB to do is to create a launch brief. This is a summary document of your entire launch. You just go into this brief to figure out what you're going to do. And this is really helpful just for your mental sanity so you know where everything is, but also so that your team can in the future help you as well. We also get our clients to do launch events, both in person and virtual. And we have a sales tracker on a daily basis so that every single day they can see where their sales are coming from, the conversion rate, the traffic, all that good stuff. And last but not least, we set up the launch pivots. These are really important because as I mentioned, inevitably things will not go according to plan all the time. You want to make sure if X happens, then you're going to do Y. Or if, you know, A happens, then you're going to do B. You really want to make sure you have backup plans on backup plans. And it is very important to create these pivots and backup plans when you're in the best mental state possible and you're not stressed out. Because if you're trying to pivot and do things to fix things in the middle of a stressful, overwhelming launch, you're likely not going to come up with the best solutions. We always get our clients to pre-plan that. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you're ready to start a sustainable fashion brand that makes at least $20,000 upon launching, then make sure you sign up and attend my free Launch Your Fashion Line Masterclass. At this masterclass, as I mentioned, I'm going to be showing you how you can fund your brand. Even if you have $0, we're going to talk about my method to create high quality, beautiful products, even if you don't have fashion experience. We're also going to walk through my process to source sustainable materials and ethical manufacturers. You're also going to get the exact roadmap to build a community of customers eager to purchase at launch, plus a bunch of other exclusive insider information you won't find anywhere else. We're already 50% at capacity, like I mentioned, so make sure you sign up now at www.recloseted.com masterclass. The link will be in the show notes for you. And as I mentioned, this masterclass will not be recorded, so make sure you pick the best time slot for yourself and show up at least five to 10 minutes earlier to ensure you get in. The reason it's not going to be recorded is because there's a wealth of exclusive insider information and I don't want it to be distributed. So we are only going to do it once during the masterclass and that's it. I hope that you can make the masterclass, you can get in. And if so, I am so excited to see you there and support you. And that's a wrap on this episode. If you got value from this, I would appreciate it if you could take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram story, and tag us at Recloseted. Be sure to subscribe to the Recloseted Radio podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode and you have access to all of our valuable resources. And if you're feeling generous, please rate our podcast five stars and leave us a glowing review. I'm cheering you on, and together, let's transform the harmful fashion industry.